0: Tonight, you remember this week. Your target is uh, praying for for Israel, praying for Kenya and other nations. You have your prayer guide. Uh, let's go to this to the second page. Second page. Uh, the last paragraph there, if you can see it. You still have some you're giving out or what? No, you don't. Okay. Uh, the last paragraph there. And Pastor Carlos letter to us says, let me close by saying that the father will never allow the devil to outshine him. Yeah, that's, you can as well say it. Amen. Amen. The father will never allow the devil to outshine him. And, and, and church, that's the truth. Never ever. Do I give you a principle from the scriptures? Where sin abounded? Grace much more abound. That's that's God. Listen, you all have to think, you, we, are, we have to understand that the devil is a fallen angel. There is no, sometimes believers uh, talk as if they, they are trying to to see who's more powerful. And it's like it's a wrestling match between God and the devil. No, there's no equal. God is light. And when he shows up, darkness flees. So there is no, no wrestling. In fact, I had a certain minister today saying this, uh, that the wrestling that there is there is, is uh, your will. In following God's will. That's the, 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 the struggle there is. But there isn't with God. Listen, devil already has been defeated, period. And if you follow the living word of God and, and you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and obey the word of God, it doesn't matter even if it looks like he is about to win, he cannot win. That's the truth. It's not a church talk. It's the reality. It's the reality when you are down the streets, you are walking and... Enemy shows up through someone. It's a reality even if you wake up at midnight and then the devil shows up and tries to do something. Same. <laughs> I was sit on, sit on Sunday. A Saturday, Saturday night waking up on Sunday morning. Uh, I woke up at night. I don't know, maybe it was 1 o'clock or so. I'm not so sure. And then I was I woken up. Tina kept fidgeting and fidgeting, you know, on bed, and, and she stands up. Uh, then I realized she, she, she sat on bed, and she drank water, and she comes, she sleeps, but she's still fidgeting. So I asked her, what is it? <laughs> she said, I haven't slept all this time. What is it? I've got some pain over here, and, you know, she started to describe and I said, why didn't you wake me up all this long time ago? Uh, you have the power of God lying beside you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I told her. That's exactly what I told her. You have the power of God lying besides you, and you are, you, are, you are fidgeting all this time. She said, I want to exercise my faith. That's fine. I lay my hand on her back, and I said, I command this to leave you now. It was about 2 a.m. actually. I command this to leave you now in the name of Jesus. And she said, Amen. I'm telling you the truth. If it didn't happen, I couldn't have told you. In less than five minutes, she was snoring, and I'm, and I'm the one who's awake now. <laughs> <laughs> from that two a.m., I think just slightly after two, I stayed awake until I came out of bed at three twenty-five a.m. I think or some minutes to four. That's when I came out of bed. I didn't sleep from then. Then I told, her, you know from the time I lay hands on you, I didn't sleep. And that, but the beauty part of it is this: I had Holy Ghost thoughts all through all those hours. So, but that, that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> I told her you have the power of God lying beside you to so cut. <laughs> Is that the power of agreement. So I told her, I'm not praying for it to happen, but don't ever have something you be troubling you at night, and I'm away, I'm asleep, and you can't wake me up. We agree. She says fine. I said never. Wake me up <laughs> so that you can deal with that thing together. But that, 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 that's the devil, will never, never outshine him. Pray for the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in all the nations, including Kenya, for a great awakening to God. That's what we're going to pray tonight. And uh, there's a final harvest, and I'm going to show you some, some things that I was praying and listening to the Lord this afternoon concerning what she says there, and I believe it's going to be good. I say it's going to be good. Yeah. Just Listen. Mary Kimani is so good to see you. I saw you on Sunday, but I didn't know if I've seen you close by this year. Um, then um, there's a final harvest the, f- the Father wants to reap, and it's going to be so powerful that multitude, millions and millions of souls are going to show you why that is very true. we Will be swept in God's kingdom, Hallelujah! And all of us living Faith International and Victory Faith Church want to be part of the great move of God through our prayers, faith, labor, and giving in 2022. What the enemy has meant for evil, destruction, and discouragement, God will turn for good. The devil's gone too far this time when God's people are rising up to glorify his name. God's people are rising to glorify his name. We are rising up to glorify his name. Church, expect that. I know you're a person of faith. That's why you come here. And I I want you to expect that. It's God's will. It's God's will for all your family members to be born again, spirit-filled, serving God, all your children, all your grandchildren, all of them. It's God's will. Your uncles, your aunties, all of them have a big family in heaven. Amen. Amen. And then uh, what the enemy has meant for evil discussion, da, da, da. And then it says, may victory faith, church, be at the forefront of a great move of of God in Kenya. And may the Lord bless you with much strength and energy to win many battles in 2022. We receive that much strength and energy to win many battles in 2022. And uh, there, if you you notice in the prayer guide, if you've read those scriptures, I hope you've read those scriptures. And pray them out. But the, the, several of those scriptures talk about strength. God gives strength to his people. I want this evening to pay close attention to Romans chapter 11, but let me make some statements here. Have a little bit of some notes before we pray tonight. So we're praying for Israel, uh, uh, Kenya, and the nations of the world. The signs of the end of end of times are here with us. The signs of the end, of end of times, are here with us. Why would I say so? Remember even when, uh, when Peter, in the day of Pentecost, he stood up. He said that this is that which was written concerning, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And again, I think you've heard me say this, that 2000, about 2,000 years ago, there began end times. In the last days. So it's called last days. Don't you think that if the, about 2,000 years ago, last days, don't you know that we're in the last of last days? Now look at the kingdom. I can go to so many scriptures regarding this. But look at the kingdom of God. The latter part always becomes better. The latter part. And I tell you something, if you live for the Lord... The latter, your latter years will be better than anything that you've ever imagined because God of Ephesians 3.20 can do exceeding, exceedingly above all that you can ask or think. That's the truth. That's no church talk. So the latter years always becomes better. Now with God, it always becomes better. Can I show you another one in the scriptures? You remember this, the story of the, the in, in John chapter two. It's all a story, but in John chapter two, concerning the wedding of the Can of Galilee. Oh, let's, let me read over there. Wine actually represents is a is a the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay. <laughs> what did your boss do to you today? At least I'm a good boss. So if you worked with us. Ms. Ruth said that's why she's happy. <laughs> Let's go to George chapter 2. Um, will you believe with me for utterance? The, the freshness? Yeah. Let's believe and receive this. Uh, look at this then. Uh, water turned into wine. So they... So he gave the instructions. I I don't want to read the whole of it. But but look at verse 10. That's what uh, the master of the feast, uh, verse 9, when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. intervened there? Jesus. Don't you see that's a principle? He is not like if if about 2,000 years ago the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was that glorious and wonderful. I'm telling you, the last of last days, he has reserved the best. One message of Peter. He preached that message by revelation and 3,000 souls came to The kingdom of God. Right then. How much more do you think is going to happen now? We're coming to the last of last days. That's why we can talk of how many millions and millions coming into the kingdom of God. Swept in. People like evangelist Renard Bonke have recorded a million people signing in for salvation. Now that has been some, some few years ago. I'm telling you, we're coming to the end of, end of times. That's why, again, I'll tell you like what I, it, the Lord had given to me, I think on 27th of October, uh, 2021, don't listen to the lies of the devil. Don't pay attention to what is happening naturally in the media. Don't pay attention to those mainstream medias. And watch and watch and watch and watch and watch. Pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is doing and the spiritual minded people are going to receive revelation concerning what the Holy Spirit is doing. And I'm telling you, you'll be stirred up so much that even you know, walking down the streets you just want to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Because this joy is too much. I can't contain it. Yes. Amen. That's what happens. For a spirit filled life. This this joy is too much in me. I just can't contain it. It's contagious. I have to give it to someone else. So he said that you have kept the good one until now. We know he didn't. We know who stepped in. We know he's our Lord Jesus Christ who stepped in. And don't you know that he reigns forever? And don't you know that he's eternal? And don't you know that he's stepping in his church? Don't you know that he's saying, I want to have my church back? I want my church back. <laughs> I like saying Lord your church. Your people. Not my church, the one I passed in, my church. No, Lord your church. And your people. The sheep of your pastor. Ah, no, <laughs> so Jesus paid the price for every man to be saved. And to come to knowledge of the truth. And we find that in 1 Timothy chapter 2. If you can go there please. Uh, 3 to 6 from the New King James Version. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. This is good and acceptable in, uh, in the sight of God our Savior. Why is that so? This is what is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. For he does what? He desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. He desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. He desires them. That's his desire. That's the desire of our father. That's the desire of the Son. That's the desire of the Holy Spirit, that all men may be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Go forward, please. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself and ransom for all to be testified in due time. So listen, listen to this, the Passion Translation, that verse 6. You have it. Can you, let me read it if you can get it that quick. The Passion Translation, look at verse 6. He gave himself as ransom payment for everyone. Listen to what follows next. Now is a proper time for God to give the world this witness. I like that. Now is a proper time. Now is now. So that's what I'm saying. It's time for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now is the proper time. Do I know how it looks like? No, but I believe. I don't know how it's going to be like. But I know one thing. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit targets souls of men to be swept into the kingdom of God. Your uncles, your aunties, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters. Alcoholism broken. All those addictions broken, and they come, you come, they come into the kingdom of God and we celebrate the goodness of God. That's His will. And those who are religious, you realize no not religious anymore. <laughs> the pouring of the Holy Spirit is real, and they're not religious. They're baptized in the Holy Ghost and they want to honor God. That's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He gave a ransom. He gave himself as ransom payment for everyone. Now is the proper time for God to give the world this time, this, this, this witness. Now is the time. Church, you need to think in those terms. Now is the time. Do you know what that calls for? It calls for agency in our spirits. Let's pray to the Lord and believe God that To put his sense of urgency in our spirits. That we can sense that. I'll show you something that we need to believe God for. That sense of urgency in our spirits. That we we want God's will. We want God's will than anything else. That takes being in his presence, church. And just being there and be soaking, soaking his presence until you realize this. My only desire is for God's will to be done through in my generation. Apostle Paul and others who realize they gave themselves to that. That's all what they desire. They desire for the will of the Father to be done than anything else in this generation. While every person, I mean many people are looking for natural things. They are killing for natural things. Our desire is God, God's will. It will take what? Remember our faith, our prayers, our faith. Okay, our prayers, our faith, our giving, and the other one. one. Our labor. So it all of that, all of it. Okay, look at this then, um, uh, let me talk a little bit concerning the Jewish people, because we are praying for, 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 for Israel. Don't ever accept. Don't ever accept a teaching that God no longer interested is interested with the Jewish people. Don't ever accept that. That's not the truth. All right. Agreed. I don't care even if, if you are, It's a bishop or a bishop or a bishop of the principles having seven collars and big big crosses on their on their chest. Don't ever accept that. That's not the truth. That's not what the Bible teaches. And don't ever think in terms of, uh, don't ever accept the teaching that now uh, the church now has replaced Israel. God's purposes for Israel are over. Not true. Don't ever accept that teaching. It's not true. All right? So don't ever accept any teaching that, that speaks a hatred towards the Jewish people. You're cutting yourself off from the blessing of God. Don't ever accept that. Don't accept it from any man. All right? So let's go, let's talk a little bit of the Jewish people, praying for them tonight. Let's go to Romans chapter 11. I hope you've been reading that, Romans 11. I want to read it from the Passion Translation. And let's read Romans 11. Let's start from verse 11, the Passion Translation. It says, Say, so i 'm saying that Israel stumbles so badly that they will never get back up it 's a question. So you see someone can, can read in this manner and, and quote a scripture so I, I'm saying that israel sta- so, so badly uh, stumbles so badly that they will never get back up. So you see church, we are israel that's how people you know just uh, preach uh, preach, uh, preach some, some deceptions. I, I heard of uh, those Muslim clerics years ago before I got born again went to First Corinthians chapter 15 then he said if Jesus has not been raised then our preaching is in vain and he picked up that scripture and he said Jesus was never raised up from the dead. And they start saying that. There's lots of deception. That's the work of the enemy actually to blind people. His main work. Remember, steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm telling you the deception part of which you're going to see in a, in a short while. So I'm saying, but he says, so am I saying, when you read in the context, you realize what Apostle Paul was saying. So am I saying that is a stumble badly that they will never get back up? Certainly not. But they don't tell you, certainly not. That's why I say, all, all of us are sinners. They don't say anything after that. They say, but the grace of God has been revealed to us. They don't say that. All of us are sinners. All of us. And, and 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 God was very grieved that He ever created He, he regretted that ever created man. And they leave it that rather. Right but that was not the end of the story. Certainly, no, rather, it was because of their stumble that salvation now extends to all the non Jewish people, non Jewish people, in order to make Israel jealous and desire the very things that God has freely given them and desire so them for them to be able to do what to desire the very things that god has freely given them now go to the next one so if all the world is being greatly enriched through their failure and they and through their fall great spiritual wealth is given to the non-jewish people imagine how much more will israel's awakening bring to us all what do you desire their failure or the awakening the awakening We should desire the awakening. Let me read something here concerning what they say about awakening. That is verse what? That is verse 12. Awakening actually is a fullness. Israel's fullness of restoration. Israel's fullness of of restoration. Of full inclusion. Of full number. So in other words, when, when they come in, if they are falling away... Their failure through their fall, great spiritual wealth is given to the non-Jewish people. Imagine how much more will Israel's awakening bring to us all. So in this time, in this hour, we need to be praying for Israel's awakening. Because if their failure brought that much wealth, how much more when they are waking up? I'm telling you. When they are awakened to God, it changes the whole church and many many people come to the kingdom of god how god knows how as we have we have to do is believe and agree with his word all right now then let me see check out my notes ah uh, so it's time for it's time then it's, it's the time then for for us to pray for their fullness or for their Awakening. We need to pray for the Jews' awakening to God. That's the first thing. For the Jews' awakening to God. And Romans 11 still. Let's go to 25, 29, please. So look at this, what it says. My beloved brothers and sisters, I want to share with you a mystery. What is mystery? Remember, it's, a, it's something hidden. But remember again what Jesus said, and to us it's been given to do what? to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So what is the mystery he's talking about here? He's talking about this concerning Jewish people. He says, my beloved brothers and sisters, I want to share with you a mystery concerning Israel's future. For understanding this mystery will keep you from thinking you already know everything. I don't want to be that one of them. For understanding this mystery will help, will keep you from thinking you already know everything. Do you know there are people that are that way? I know you are not one of them. Because if you are, you couldn't have come here. Okay, look at this. A partial and temporary hardening to the gospel has come over Israel, which will last until the full number of non-Jewish has come into God's fa- family. That is us. Until the full number of non jews ha- has come into God's family. Now, that's about 2,000 years ago. Remember, he's written that. Go to the next one. My beloved, and then God will bring all of Israel to salvation. The prophecy will be fulfilled that says, coming from Zion will be the savior and will turn Jacob away from evil. Go verse, next verse, please. For this is my covenant promise with them when I forgive their sins. This is the time. Now, many of the Jews are opposed to the gospel, but the opposition has opened the door of the gospel to those, to you who are not Jewish. Yet they are strict. Still greatly loved by God because their ancestors were divinely chosen to be his. So he loves his people. Now go to the next one then. It says this, and when God chooses someone and pass gifts to him, they are never rescinded. Or the, 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 new, the, the New King James Version and the Old King James Version says, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. When he loves, when he chooses someone, and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. That's his love. That's who he is. He just loves. Does that help you to get some understanding concerning you reading your own time over and over again? Romans chapter eleven. Now, let me say something here, which will help us in praying not only for the Jews but for the nations and for others people who are not who are not born again as you are, we must ask the Lord to give us, this is the second one. Remember the, the first one I said what? We need to pray for the Jews awakening to God. All right? The second thing is this, talking about the nations of the world, we must ask the Lord to give us his compassion for the lost. I'm going to show you that. To, to, for, for him to give us compassion for the lost. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9, <clears throat> reading from the New King James Version. Do you know one of the things happen, uh church, uh, and I've been there and I, I, I'm growing. You understand? I'm not saying that I reach. Like a certain minister who says, I haven't reached, but I left. That's good, I left. (laughs) Now now, now think about this. uh, uh, The way to, to, to develop the compassion of Christ is walk in love. And these are some of the things that I'll tell you that are very easy to do this. Don't be judgmental towards others. Don't be judgmental. You don't know. Let's all say, let's all agree with this. We don't know. I don't know everything that has happened in the life of Catherine. So I can judge from the little information I have. We just don't know. But what is the natural, fallen nature of a person easily to judge others? And I'm telling you, that shuts off compassion towards others. So one of the things very important, let's not be easy to judge. Second one is this, let's not be easy to condemn people. If we we do that, then we cannot, if, if we are easily to easily judge people and easily condemn people, I'm telling you we can have compassion for them in their sinful nature. Because however much People, men have choices, but there is one deceiver. His name is the devil. Men have choices. We agree with that. Men have choices. But there is a deceiver. His name is the devil. But then if we are quick to judge people, if we are quick to condemn people, then we will not be the vessels that God will use to release his compassion towards others. Because the Bible talks about, when he's talking about that love, whoa, it's big. Check it on your own time again in Luke chapter 6, talking about that. I have, I have been there. I, I remember, I think some few days ago, I was in a dream. And some people said something, I was in a dream, they said something concerning an individual. And I said in my heart, no, I'm not going to participate in that. I just said it in my heart. In that dream, I said I'm not going to participate in that. And I'm telling you, the, 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 the more immature you are, you'll know by this. You'll have, you'll have, uh, what am I looking for? This is what I'm looking for. You'll have an opinion at, in everything. That's a sign of immaturity. You'll have an opinion in everything. I know what I'm talking about. But the more you mature in the Lord and you get to know the, the heart of love, you realize this. Sometime, even you see, you keep quiet. And the next thing is this. Lord, will you let me know what I'm supposed to do? Will you let me know what I'm supposed to say? Now, none of us is, is reached. We're all growing, is that so? Oh, yeah. I've, have I ever judged people many times? Condemned? Yeah. Probably put in prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but many times I'm telling you, the, the, the thing is this, and, and the more we get, we mature, we realize we don't know. We don't know. And then we realize that we don't have to give an opinion. Do you have anything to say about the person? No, I don't have. I just don't have. Because, because I only know partial. If you ever did a counseling for couples, you realize this is something. That, that is so the, the husband can come with his mind concerning the wife. And they tell you. And if you are not careful, you'll set your mind concerning what the husband has said. Then you are waiting to meet this wicked wife of this brother. And then you meet with the wife. And you realize that is the, the one who left me is a serpent. <laughs> <laughs> but but do, do you know what? Because they are all both of them are under attack. And they are seeing, listen this, from the eyes of self. I'm showing you something there. They're seeing from the eyes of self. Whereas now so so that's usually very important. If you listen to one person and you make a decision based on that, you're in error. You have to listen to both of them. I've made that mistake. You know, you set your mind. You see, you know what I've been told. You haven't met the other person. Or two friends. Or two people in the same place. You make a decision based on what you are told. That's why gossiping is so terrible. Because you've heard this person, what they have said. But you haven't heard that other person. And you have passed judgment based on what you've heard from one individual. So, do you know, do you know all that actually is, is a, just blocks that compassion from flowing out of us. But if you hear this person and you hear that person, or after you have heard from this person, you take some time to pray. And you are praying, God, show me how I can help this individual. You see, not based on their information, because people speak out of their wounds, out of their heart. H U R T, not H E A R T. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> if it makes any difference. Hmm, okay. What are you talking about, you know? Yes, compassion. 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 Look at this in chapter, chapter 9, verse 35. I was praying for a certain family recently. <clears throat> I've been told of a family member was not feeling well, and it touched me. It really did. I saw the brother talk to me. I've never seen that man. I've known that man for years, but I saw that brother. Now first the wife called me and said, "You need to talk to my husband." Well, he's really touched. Power is happening to the family member. So I I met to the the that brother the following day and when I, I talked to him, I saw tears flowing out of his eyes. I pulled out tissues and to give to him. And and I, I thought, Oh God. When I went back into praying, God started I started seeing God's compassion for that family and for that individual. And when I went to pray for that person, I'll give you full full uh for full, full testimony on his is mature. But when I pray for that individual, the power of God came that person, jumped out of bed, <laughs> was just there on bed. Given a few days, you know, just not a long time to still continue living. Came out of bed and shouted and shouted, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. and I started seeing now the family members with tears of joy. That family was just full of joy. But I'm telling you, what drew me to that whole situation was compassion. And I'm learning some more some things about compassion that I want us to, to really lay hold of. Okay? Yeah. Because you can say, yeah, ah, our levy. <laughs> you can say that. Ah. Waende uko. Kokuna moto. moto. Jesus didn't talk that way. You're not talking like Jesus. Do you remember James and John? Was it the sons of Zebedee? When they say, come on, call some fire from heaven like Elijah. You say, you don't know the spirit you are. If we talk that way, we are not in the spirit of God. Because God is a compassionate God. Know that. Verse 35, then Jesus went out about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Remember he was preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Why is that so? For them. Moved with compassion for them, because they are weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Moved with compassion for that. They were weary and, 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 uh, and scattered, like sheep with, with no shepherd. Then he said to, him, to his disciples, the harvest rule is plentiful, but the laborers are few. What moved him to say that? Compassion. Compassion. That's what moved him to say that. The the, the harvest rule is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So one of the things is, we need to ask God for compassion, and then we pray for compassionate laborers, or for us to be prepared as compassionate laborers. And we can always touch people with this love. Love people. Love people. Forgive, people. They don't know. If anyone ever touched by the love of God, they will know how to love back. But they don't know. They're angry. Not at you. They're angry at their own failure. That's exactly what it is. You see, you've ever seen an angry person? You think they're angry at you? No. They were angry before you met with them. <laughs> If, if, if anger, the anger at you justify, the anger towards us is justified. Why do you meet with a stranger and he's so angry and they don't know you? They're angry at their own failure. It's not at you at all. I used to really get, get frustrated, you know, years when I gave my life to Christ. You know, I'm joyful. I've been reading the Bible and you're telling someone and they're looking at you. And went, what have I done? I really used to be, they're like, what have I done now? No more. If I shout in the room and everyone is, I'm a, I don't care. I continue shouting. <laughs> you know, as a, a sister's, sister's son, they visited us. You know, that's the nephew. He's what, I think six or seven that, that guy, I mean, that small boy visited us for I think two nights or so uh last year. And I'll I'll be walking I'll go uh God gets here, shouting, hallelujah. And he goes, amen, amen. I say, yeah, you are my brother. (laughs) I say, hallelujah, he says, amen, amen. (laughs) I say, yeah, you are my brother. You need to come over here. And then I started asking him, he's in a very good school. I asked him, so tell me, uh, Joel, what do you want to be when you grow up? You say, pastor. I say, you are, man, you're my friend. (laughs) <laughs> he told me that, a pastor. And it's not the first time, he's told me twice. He said, "What well, a pastor. I said, yeah, you're my friend. Hallelujah. And then we have him breakfast. Hallelujah. Say, amen. Amen. <laughs> All the sisters blushing. The sisters older. and That's, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's for me the joy of the Lord. But he was moved with compassion. Compassion. We have seen it's the will of God for all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth we've looked at the scriptures for those who came after we saw that in 1st Timothy chapter 2 3 to 6 uh, we've seen that it's the will of God for all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth therefore the one against this against the salvation of men is one person and he's a devil but the good news is this we have authority over him in the name of Jesus You see what I'm saying? The good news is this. We have authority over him in the name of Jesus. We go back to the believer's authority as we intercede. And and, and that's where we want. Always use, always in intercession. Know that you have authority in intercession. You get there before the Lord, if anything, you know, any sin, repenting and all that. But then you start getting into his presence and let him speak to you and speak through you. And with his authority, bind the devil. So we have that. It's the will of God for all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And we have victory over the devil. Lord, what is that? Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a thought that had come in, and I wanted to show you from a certain scripture. But, if Lord, you want it to come up again, you'll help me, and they will hear it. But let's go to 2 Corinthians. Having said we have seen it in the will, it's the will of God for all men to be saved and come the knowledge of the truth, therefore the, the, the person who is against this is the devil. And the good news is this, we have authority over him in the name of Jesus. Mm, thank you lord let's go to before second corinthians chapter chapter uh, chapter four let's go to Acts chapter eight. that was the thought so the Lord wants you to hear it uh, Acts chapter eight I want you to see something there of Philip Philip was so anointed by God and then I think we read these scriptures last time. Look at verse four. Therefore, those who scattered went everywhere. Remember, there was a lot of uh, uh, persecution. Uh, We are preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. You see that? That's why we need that. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Go to the next one and says, and for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of men who are possessed and men who are paralyzed and lay more healed. That's the will of God. And there was great joy in the city. Do you want to see when the, day, when, when the kingdom of God has come? There's great joy. When well, the kingdom of God is come. And let me tell you something. And you yourself, if you're walking in that, in that spirit-filled life, joy marks you. You're a joyful person. And really, everywhere you go, you find that. You have joy. You carry that. And, and, then, and then look at this then. So, was it? there? Uh, yeah, okay, let's continue. And there was great joy in the city. Look at verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. Now, who's that? That's the servant of the devil. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying this man is is the great power of God. Now, look at this. What is it that brought joy to that city? The kingdom of God, the preaching of the gospel, brought joy to that city. But before then, don't you know who was, under con- who was controlling it? And there was no joy. Depression. Depressing. That's what he did. You couldn't have been in Uganda at the time of Idi Amin and have joy. Unless you knew something supernatural about the kingdom of God, there was no joy. What about the time of Saddam Hussein? What about Hitler? You don't know what you what you, when you say anything or the former USSR. Why? What, what is that? It's because of 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 really the, the, the oppression that comes in, in a, in a nation when when rulers are not influenced by God. Look, let's go next one. He says this, And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Long time. But. But. When they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and what? On the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed in the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles were, who were at Jerusalem other Samaria received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, and it goes on and on and on. But are you seeing that? So who's greater there? Always remember, the devil will never outshine Jesus. So Philip came in and here this man had astonished and he started preaching the gospel and many were healed, many were paralyzed, the demons left them, and then now the joy came into the city. That's what we need. Amen. That's what we need. All right, let's go back now to Second Corinthians 4, four I wanted to see you the to, for you to see the greater kingdom when it comes to the city, turn it upside down. He turns it upside down. 2 Corinthians 4 4. All right. Uh, it says, well, let's start verse 3, please. But if our gospel is veiled or hidden, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Why is that so? Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. That's what he does. So that's what I'm showing you as exercising our authority in prayer. Because it's a will you have seen in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2. It's a will of God for all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But the one who's anti this is the devil. And what does he do? He blinds the minds of those who who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Let me just give you a bonus scripture. 4, 4, and 6. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and we ourselves, your born servants, for Jesus' sake. Go next. Bonus. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who was shone in our hearts. Can I... Do you know when he said he commanded light out to shine out of darkness? Do you know when that was? Huh? Where? In Genesis chapter 1. You know, he commanded light to shine out of darkness. But look at this. Who has shone in our hearts? He has shone persistence in our hearts. Why has he shone in our hearts? To give the light of the knowledge, revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now it is the one who spoke. Look at go to the Amplified Bible, verse 6, Amplified Classic. This is your bonus script, okay? The the one I was looking for, Second Corinthians 4 4. So this one's our this one I won't charge you for it, okay? Don't, don't worry, I won't send you any invoice regarding it. Just bonus. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth. Mm. The Bible says this, I think it's Proverbs twenty twenty seven: The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. In other words, for you to be led by the Holy Spirit, you have to listen to your inner man. Right in there. Even if it's, it's noisy out here, listen inside of you. Listen. And, and easy, do, easily you can say this, Lord, will you please let me know right in here what I'm supposed to do? Let me know, sir. And even if people are talking, you're still listening. Listening. And you hear. You hear right inside of you because this is where light is. The dark darkness may be all around, but light is inside of you. And and then he says this: uh, darkness has shown in our hearts so as to beam forth the light. Uh, no, has shown in our hearts. So I can't say darkness has, comma has shown in our hearts so as to beam forth the light of the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and the and glory of God. In other words, even revelation knowledge. You know it from here, not here, not here. You you just. You know something, right, in here. I remember, like what that situation I was telling you. You, you. you need to check out that 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 because I don't know it here, but I know it inside of me. And look at this: there, you you know things in here. Can I tell you about your children? If you pay attention to the Holy Spirit, He will tell you. And you know what they say: Mama knows everything. Yeah, you know that. That's the Holy Ghost. Has <laughs> been told. By my sister concerning her nephew, I was asking some questions. I asked him, So, what happened regarding this and this? So, my sister, so I called my sister and I told her, You know, I was asking nephew, Sammy, you know, Sammy concerning this and this. <laughs> and he said, Do you know what he said several years, several months, ago, several weeks ago, I think? He says Uncle Davis is like a magistrate. <laughs> he asks, He will ask this way. He will ask this way. He'll ask here until I get information. And they know that when I'm asking. Because if you are coming for uncle's money, uncle won't know what know what you're doing. <laughs> really? I need to know. If you, don't want, if you want anything from me, let me know. If you don't want, that's fine. <laughs> but they always come. Because <laughs> they have a, a generous uncle. But do I say? But I said. <laughs> I just said. I just made a mistake, by saying it. <laughs> Let's just start claiming I'm your uncle. <laughs> but look at this. As on the knowledge of the majesty and the glory of God, as it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Revelation comes from within us. All right, but the main point that I wanted to say is that the the God of this world blinds the minds of those who don't believe. We need to pray. And let me give you one scripture, and then I'll give you a certain direction. Now, the Holy Spirit is God in us. All right? He's the spirit of intercession. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of intercession. That we can believe him to give us the words in prayer for the salvation of the world. I already talked about the Jewish people, and I'm talking also generally to the world. The Holy Spirit is God within us, God in us. He's the spirit of intercession, and that he can, we can believe him to give us the words in prayer for the salvation of the world. Let's go to John 3.16 quickly, which you know, but I want to read it. Open it up, please, in the New King James Version so that they can know John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. Who did he love? The world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it is the will of God for all men to be saved. Why is that so? Because of his love for the world. That's why we have to allow the compassion of Christ to flow through us to the world that Jesus, or God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit loves. You see what I'm saying? That's what we have to allow, please. Let's get our hearts before the Lord that we are sensitive to the needs of others in the world. And it begins this through intercession, much of it. Tina and I, we've, we've watched you know, in the past, over the years, we've been married, this will be on our 19th year, but we're watching television, concerning something, and say, and I keep quiet, and I feel it right inside of me. And I say, honey, we need to pause that, and let's pray for that individual. Let's pray for them. I don't know them. I don't know if I'll ever meet them. That's not the point, but let's pray for them. For God's intervention. The spirit of intercession, the sensitivity in loving others, the spirit of intercession is always there. And you want to intercede. I had someone one evening months ago, I think it was in June. In the evening, been reading and then about to join our hands to pray, Tina and I, and then I I said, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. So he prayed a little bit in the Holy Ghost and a name came of a certain lady who doesn't even come here to church and came in, into my heart and started praying for her and prayed. And there was a sense of urgency and cry, And it went on and on. he went on and on and on. And then later on, oh, fine Lord, final Lord fell, fell okay inside of me. And I told Trina, you know, this so-and-so, that's the sense so-and-so that we needed to pray for. Uh, and then we finished praying for her. And then I looked for that lady, and I called, and I told her, tell me, is anything that you're aware of happening in your life? And she said, fine. But she wept and wept and wept. And she said, Pastor, do you pray? I prayed. And she didn't know. But only to call me in September and told me almost she almost died. What was it? It was so bad, it was a miscarriage, but almost took away her life. And she told me that, Pastor, when you called me then, I didn't know. But now when I went through what I went through, now I'm I'm just through it, I knew that's what you have been praying for that, that night. And it was a sense of urgency for her life. It was a miscarriage, almost took away her life. I believe that's what the Holy Spirit was doing, the spirit of intercession. Five, it's amazing what God, God is all-knowing and God loves people. Romans 8, 26, 28, and then we, we start praying. I wanted us to start praying at, at seven. But I hope you've gotten something. That will help you even in your time of intercession and prayer before we meet on Friday. Let's read. Let's read verse 26. It says this. Likewise. So it's so good to know what was before then, but that's fine. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. That's the Holy Spirit. For we do not know what we should pray, that's a weakness. Look at this, look at this. For the Spirit helps, also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. In other words, the Bible does not say that we do not know what we should pray. We know what we should pray. We know like what we should pray for concerning Israel, concerning nations of the world, concerning Kenya. But we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Like the situation I'm telling of this lady, we didn't know how to pray, I mean what we should pray as we ought, but as we prayed, Tina and I prayed in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit knew everything concerning this woman. Okay? You may say like, so why did she miscarry and it, she had a miscarriage and yet you, you you pray? Can I can I give you an answer? Very smart answer. I don't know, <laughs> but I pray. She didn't die. What well, the doctor said is a miracle. You survived through this. So that's the part I know. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter thirteen. Here we know in part. We even prophesy in part. If you know everything, please tell us. We don't. And I know you don't. That's why you've come here. We pray together. All right? For we know, we do not know what you should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, some people also, who are educated in the things of the Spirit, they'll say, oh, I will not pray because the Spirit himself makes intercession for me. I'm going home and sitting down never to pray again. Spirit of God make intercession. No. Do you know how he makes intercession? Through us. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Groanings are coming through us. Now let's go to the next one quickly. He say, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is. Now he is capital H. That is who? God the Father. Now, God the Father, who searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, is because He who? <laughs> All right. Now, He, God the Father, who searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because He makes intercession. Who's that Spirit? Who's that of who makes intercession? Is the Holy Spirit. He makes intercession for who? For the saints according to the will of God. But I like it if you will realize this. That word will of is it italicized or italicized. So it means this. It was added by the translators. It says this. He makes intercession for the saints according to God. The Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints according to God. So concerning the nations, concerning anything, that is the will of God to be done. He makes intercession according to God. In other words, according to the perfect will of God. And how does he do that? When the Holy Spirit came upon believers, they started speaking in tongues. And we have those utterances tonight. Amen. You are ready for some Holy Ghost utterances? So there are several points here that I have made that you need to pray. Uh, of course, you need to pray. It's, it's time to pray for the fullness of, of the Jewish people. It's, for, it's time to pray for, their, for them to be awakened to God. And then that, if you look at my prayer, God, we already say that to remove that, that, uh, that stupor upon them, that they may, their eyes may be opened to, 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 to know the gospel or the God of their father Abraham through the Holy Son, Jesus Christ. And also I said it's, it's very important for us to be able to ask for his compassion for the lost, that's very important. And that's when I talked about judge, we judge not and all that. And then another the point, another point is very important as a prayer point, that we know the one who has blinded the minds who do not believe, and that's the devil. What do we do? We take authority over him, according to that in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, so we have authority over the enemy because the word of God says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me talking about Jesus. So we go, we speak the word. In that name of Jesus. And then we, we have been given the spirit of intercession, the Holy Spirit, who helps us because of John three sixteen. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They love the world. So what it is? It's the spirit of intercession that we can believe him to give us the words in prayer for the salvation of the world. Can we do some business here of the kingdom for this some few minutes? You are well equipped now. Just stand up on your feet. Look at your prayer guide and then we pray together this with their understanding and then we start praying in the Holy Ghost. And with understanding, praying in tongues and with understanding also. Just a few minutes here. You have your prayer again? All right, let's go to that this last week. Can we go together? Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Jews all right, let me let me let me help you. I want you to make it a prayer. Don't don't say, just uh, Father in the name of Jesus we pray. Just make it a prayer, okay? All right. There's a difference. There's a difference of public speaking and when you're speaking just to other. You know, if I'm I'm speaking here to Miss Ruth, I say, you know, Miss Ruth, what you're supposed to do tomorrow. Da, 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 da. But if I'm speaking there, say, uh, congregation, what you're supposed. To, there's a difference, public and other. But we're speaking to our Father, okay? Let's go together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Jews and all the nations, and for a great awakening to you. We believe you for the multitudes, millions and millions of souls to be swept into your kingdom. All of us in Living Faith International and Victory Faith Church want to be part of this great move through our prayers, faith, labor and giving. We are believing you to turn for good what the enemy meant for evil, destruction and discouragement. We ask you to help believers in Christ in every nation to rise up and glorify your name. May we in Victory Faith Church be at the forefront of a great move of God in Kenya. We ask you to bless us with much strength and energy to win many battles in 2022. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May there be a removal of a spirit of stupor upon the Jewish people that may may see and hear your voice, the God of Abraham, through your son, Jesus Christ. For of you and through you and to you are all things. To you be glory forever. Amen. Father, we do thank you tonight. We yield these vessels to you, Father, for the spirit of intercession concerning the Jewish people as you've seen your will and concerning the nations of the world and even concerning this nation. Lord, we are believing you for utterance as you speak in the in tongues and also as you grant us utterance in understanding. Thank you, Father, for these few minutes for your will to be being done in this place. And Let me tell you some things and, and I know I'll be answering some questions. I've heard that question. Praying in the Holy Spirit in tongues in unknown language, as the King James says. You are trusting Him, the Holy Spirit, who knows all things. take your vocal cords and speak out the will of god concerning the situation that we are are praying for because praying much with understanding is limiting because we pray according to the understanding we have but when you are praying in the holy spirit we are tapping into god's understanding which is infinite we are tapping into God's wisdom, which is infinite. We are tapping into eternal words, the same words that created the universe and everything therein. in. And with all we are speaking those words with a language that we cannot understand, we are speaking out the will of God concerning the situation that we are praying for. And it's the perfect will of the Father. But that, that, that does not stop right there. There is more to eat and much more that we don't even know this time. But you are opening your heart also for revelation knowledge concerning the subject that you are praying for. So if you open your heart and listen to the Holy Spirit, He will grant you impressions or even words with understanding concerning Israel Concerning the nations of the world, and you start realizing the things that you need also to know so that you can declare them with understanding. So don't ever look at praying in tongues as something that is not effective or something that to be looked down upon. No, it's the will of God, it's higher, it's deeper, it's wider. Than we can imagine because it's, it's from God and the Holy Spirit is from God and is the Spirit of intercession. So, tonight, together, Father, we agree in the name of Jesus for the utterance of your Spirit that we have released by the power of the Holy Spirit, by that Spirit of intercession who indwells in us believers. Concerning the nation of Israel and concerning your purposes and your will for the nations of the world. Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus as we ask you to forgive us for the times that we have judged people, we have judged sinners, we have condemned them and we have walked before them as, as and as not walked before them, not by the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Father, to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And now, our Father, we lift our hearts and we lift our, our hands to you. We ask you to grant us your compassion for the world. We want you, Father, we ask you to grant us compassion for the Jewish people. We ask you, Father, to grant us compassion for the people who do not know you at all. Father, we believe we receive that, your compassion. We believe we receive that spirit of intercession working deeply in our hearts to bring others into the kingdom of God. Father, we do thank you for our nation tonight. We thank you for our president. We thank you for all governing authorities in this nation. And we stand in agreement with the word of God. We have seen in your word that the God of this world blinds the minds of those who do not believe. But thank you, Father, that you have given us authority in that name. at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven, of things on the earth, and things under the earth. Therefore, by the authority that has been given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. We bind the devil. We bind all his deceptions. We bind all his accusations. We bind all his trickeries. We bind you devil in the name of Jesus. Lose the minds of God's people. We break your power in the name of Jesus. And we proclaim And we say it by faith. Souls are coming into the kingdom of God. In this nation we say thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions are coming into the kingdom of our God. We proclaim that in the name of Jesus. Father, we do thank you. For the outpouring of your spirit upon this nation, we do thank you for the outpouring of your spirit upon the nations of the nation of Israel and among the Jewish people, Father. We thank you for the outpouring of your spirit upon the nations of the world once more, Lord, for the great harvest of souls. We believe you. We proclaim. We receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the nations of the world. Father, we thank you while saying that you are shaking the nations once more. You will shake the nations. We are believing you for that, Father, because we know, we know, we know many souls. Welcome into the kingdom of God. Father, I pray for your people here tonight. I pray for them. They're believing for their sisters, their brothers, their fathers, their mothers, their cousins, family members, for them to come into the kingdom of God. Father, as our Lord Jesus Christ said, we ask for the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. So we bind the devil who blinds the minds of our family members who do not believe. We cast you out in the name of Jesus. And we ask you, Father, for the Lord of the harvest, Jesus, send forth laborers to our family members that they may know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Father, we proclaim tonight